Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's done it again. Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut. Aguero. Harry Kane does it again for Tottenham Hotspur. Leicester City. Leicester City are the champions of England. Ho, 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 and welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Premier League Podcast here on Founder Sports. My name is Sebastian Noren. With me is Paulie Costello. We have no Elliot here today. He's feeling a bit under the weather. Maybe he Shouldn't ate. that be how you started the last one, like when we were going into Christmas? Yeah, I know, but I forgot about it, so I'm doing it now. All right. Yeah. All right. I don't, um, I don't think that's how Christmas works, but yeah, okay. Ah. Like if Santa forgets to come... Yeah, he's a little. He's a couple of days late. It's all good. Happy Kwanzaa. Yes, it is. It is Kwanzaa. Happy yep. Kwanzaa to those who celebrate. Yep. So, where do we go from here? Well, we got some news for you guys here today in the world of the Premier League. Ask Carlos Carvajal. I'm going to guess that's how we pronounce his name. Uh, we'll take over as Swansea City manager. Uh, Car- Who? Carlos Carvajal. Who? Carlos. You know Carlos. Yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that I watched the... Um, if it wasn't for the fact that I watched the, the pregame show for um, Arsenal and Crystal Palace today because I literally just wanted something on at work and needed something in my ears, I wouldn't have... I literally would not have known who this guy was. Turns out he, he was a manager for Sheffield Wednesday... Uh, has experience in the lower leagues of England and I guess English football, but the Premier League is kind of different from English football uh, at the top level because it's so globalized. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have known who this guy was, I mean, at all. I mean, he's been around. He hasn't, yeah, but he has, but what it, but what it is is he has zero Premier League experience. Yes. That's really what it is. Oh, yeah. It's, you but are... he has been around. Like he's he started managing late nineties, uh, and he I think Swansea is like his fifteenth club or something like that. But where was he managing? Uh, okay, Espinho Freamunde Vizela Aves Lexios Vitoria Setubal Belenenses Braga Beiramar Vitoria Setubal. Asteras Tripoli, Maritimo, Sporting Besiktas, Istanbul Bebe, and then uh, Sheffield Wednesday. So a lot of... Uh, Wiki- Wikipedia only lists him as Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, oh, no, they have everything else. But, yeah, a lot of so, Portuguese but, teams. Right, and how many of them? Are, I mean, I wouldn't know, other than Braga and Porto. Well, no, oh, Bela- that was when he played. Um, Belenenses. You know, like, oh, okay, so Sporting and Besiktas... Other than that, like, what top flight experience does he have? Mm, I mean, so, I would say most of these Portuguese sides, at least. All right, from, okay, maybe, but that's at also At least from that's 2004 Portugal. and going forward, yeah. Um, 
that's Portugal. Yes. No, no, I mean, and, and so, yes, he has experience in England, but again, not the premier league, which is a whole different ball game. You know, this is, it's one of, uh, you know, it's late December. So next week we're going to be getting ready for the third round of the FA cup. And I'm going to be waxing poetic about how much I love the third round of the FA cup, just because you see all these crap teams playing in the mud and, and hoofing balls down the field, and, and that's English football for you. That's not the Premier League, though, which is globalized and has some style and flair and different players and everything. He doesn't have experience there. And this is kind of... Swansea have been bad all year. This is the problem that they're going to run into. Swansea have been bad all year. And we discussed last show, Paul Clement was their manager, and... Really, when he took over, they got a bunch of early goals and they hung on for dear life for the rest of the games. And that's how they got their points, essentially. And I'm not a statistics guy, but I do I do think statistics do help tell the story a bit. And all the statistics pointing at Swansea said, this will dry up eventually. And when it did dry up, Paul Clement had nothing. So Swansea kind of, if they would have just taken a look, they would have known they had nothing. And if you're Swansea and you're bad and you're losing, you look at the available managers. And who would you say are like the top managers around? Like David Moyes, Sam Allardyce, um, Roy Hodgson. Who's the other one that just got hired? Uh, what did we say? David Moyes? David Moyes, Roy Hodgson, Sam Allardyce. And, um, oh, What's his face? Pardew. Uh, yeah, and, and I guess Alan Pardew to a degree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you, like, if you're, if you're in the, mar- like, so let's rewind six weeks. Six weeks, eight weeks. Swansea already know they suck. You know, it's not, it ain't rocket science. So now when you look at, okay, like, What's, what's the market? Those are the top four candidates to replace your guy. And then you waited until all four of them had gotten snatched up for jobs. And that's when you fired your manager. So already you're operating behind the eight ball in, in that you're just like, you're going to have to hire a guy that makes everybody go, who? When you hire somebody because, you know, the top guys aren't on the market anymore. No, that's true. Uh, we should say that our buddy Carlos has taken Sheffield Wednesday to the uh, playoffs twice. Um, they first lost in the playoff final at Wembley his first year, and then his second year they lost out to Huddersfield on penalties. But, but all right, like we could say that, but again, managing in the championship is a whole different ball game than managing in the Premier League. And what's impressive What's impressive is that managers in the championship that go to the Premier League, they seem to have success in the Premier League. But the other way around, it doesn't work. I mean, look at where uh, that's a bad example because Sunderland fired David Moyes last year, but Sunderland are in the relegation zone. You know, like all these, the bounce back effect isn't as strong as it used to be. No, it's not uh, a given. Other anymore. than Rafa Benitez at Newcastle, most teams don't bounce back anymore. It's kind of like, the, ma- the the championship managers kind of get the best of you and they go to the Premier League and they seem to have success. Yeah. Yeah, where's Aston Villa right now? Yeah, exactly. Where's Aston Villa? Where's 
uh, where's Norwich? They were recently in the Premier League. You know, it's it's not as common for a team, you know, Burnley bounced back and then Sean Dyche has had success and look at where his team is now. Um, and, other, you know, other than that, you have, you have Rafa, but for the most part, it, the bounce back doesn't exist. It's a weird. It's it's actually very weird when you think about it. That managers that come from the the championship into the Premier League seem to have success, and the ones the ones that go from the Premier League, um, it's weird that they seem to have success in the Premier League at the rate that they're having success. It's explainable that the ones that go from the Premier League down to the championship, since most of them were hired to be Premier League managers then go to the championship where it's a completely different game and they struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So Carvajal, he was only a free agent or whatever you want to call it. He was on the job market for about four days after leaving Sheffield Wednesday. Um, so, I mean, that's a good swap. Two-year Villa eighth this year in the championship, but yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see how he works out for them. Initially, the contract is for the remainder of the season, and then there's a option for an extension if they uh, if they do well, I guess. So, I don't know. At this point, you know, the odds of Swansea going down, you know, you won't get well, much I mean, money. At this, at this, at this point, that. at this point, almost all the teams in the relegation zone have fired their managers. Mm-hmm. Crystal Palace, Everton are not even in the relegation zone anymore. Um, Swansea. Who else we got? Let me pull the table. Yeah, West Brom. Yeah. There you go. Bournemouth. They haven't. They shouldn't, but yeah, they should ride and die with Eddie Howe. I, Eddie Howe had some some big clubs looking at him, and that would have been a mistake. And and uh, my friends who are Arsenal fans, they're like, "Oh, Sean Dyche is going to be our next manager. Like we already have a pre-contract with him." And I'm. I just said, good luck with that. Have fun. I've seen how that works out. It doesn't go well for you. Hmm. Well, let's move on to the pitch here. We had a pretty good game between Arsenal and Liverpool to sort of kick off the uh, festive season here. They played a 3-3 draw. Once again, Liverpool's um, you know defensive vos continued. I mean... They've been shaky at the back. They finally tried to do something to remedy this as they put in a 75 million pound bid for Virgil van Dijk of Southampton. And uh, he will join the team on January 1st. Record signing. Will he... I mean, him by himself won't make them into a top defensive side, but it's... A hell of an upgrade, though, from what they have right now. I mean, well, yes, but no. Yes, but no. Yes, but no. I mean, were Dortmund ever known for their defense? Uh, no. And they had Matt Hummels. Yes. Who went to the World Cup, and all of a sudden everybody's like, whoa, that's a top, that guy's a top-class defender. And Matt Hummels was their captain for years. It's and we'll 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 get to the whole Mourinho part of this in the second half of the show, but Virgil Van Dyke is just going to prove that you can bring in the best players. You can bring in good players all you want, but if you don't put them in a system to succeed, what's that gonna do for you? Yeah. 
And, I mean, you say, like, oh, you know, they had a, a leak at the back. It's Arsenal. You know, you're playing Alexis and Lacazette and Ozo and and some informed midfielders. It's understandable that you could see three goals. It's just incomprehensible that some teams who have so much attacking talent choose not to attack Liverpool. This, but the, but again, it's not like you. It's not like you uh, gave up a three 0 lead against Crystal Palace. Yeah. So the three goals we caught, we saw that coming. If only, I mean, I my prediction for that game was three two. I didn't think Arsenal would get that that last one that they ended up getting, but it wasn't unfeasible. It was more of like our Arsenal is good Arsenal or bad Arsenal going to show up Mm -hmm. and good Arsenal showed up. So yeah, like any, if good Arsenal show up, any defense is going to be challenged. Yeah. And I mean, although we've been saying that Liverpool, they've had problems at the back too. I mean, they have a better goal differential than Arsenal and they've allowed fewer goals than Arsenal. Should we be yeah. har- should we be harping more about Arsenal's bad defense then? So well, see here's the thing about Liverpool is what we take we take into account all competitions, and they've had some disasters in the Champions League. Yes, specifically blowing a three 0 lead to Sevilla, and historic um, Ragnar Klavan has not been good, and Dejan Lovren has not been good. So already they come in with the stigma of not being good, and then there's just. Like I said, like Klopp's never been known to be a guy that like produces defense. You know, my friend last year when it was Klopp's first year, and my friend texted me and he just said, "You watched a lot of Dortmund. Like, was Klopp always this? Was Klopp always this negligent? Was the word negligent mm-hmm. about defense?" And I was like, "Yeah, kind of." Yeah, well, I mean, well, it has to be a little bit better with uh, Virgil there, but like you said, the system. I mean, at this at the same time though. You hope he can do something. Like he's been, he's been poor with his center backs, but he thrusted James Milner back there last year, and that worked out. I mean, it did to an extent. Yeah, I think it helped a lot too that he was scoring a lot of goals from uh, penalty kicks too. Uh, I mean, if you need James Milner to take your penalties, you could find a spot on the field for James Milner. Like, or or if James Milner was shipping goals at the back end and still converting penalties, you could find somebody else to take your penalties. He put him at left back, and he was a totally competent left back. Yeah. Yep. Liverpool, they sit in fourth place, 38 points, four points behind third place Chelsea, and five points behind Manchester United in second. Uh, We're going to talk more about Manchester United and Manchester City, of course, as they still reign supreme at the top after these words. So stick around. Okay, and we're back. It's time to talk about Manchester United and Manchester City. We'll kick things off with City as they took a 1-0 win on the road against Newcastle yesterday, Wednesday. A goal by Raheem Sterling. Lone goal of the game. And question here, as we had in the rundown, is are City slowing down a bit? What do you think? I don't know what you think. I mean, yeah, to a small extent. I mean, they were also having, like, maximum, you know, their shooting percentage at the beginning of the season was incredible. It would be like, oh, they had five shots on goal and four of them went in. 
now you're seeing it normalizes a little. I mean, in this game, they had 22 attempts, but only six on target. One went in. That's all they needed, really. Uh, you know, the things that sort of sticks out here, too, is the possession numbers. They had 78% possession in this game. They had a 1,000 touches. So yeah, so you're right. They are slowing down. Um, ultimately, it doesn't matter. And this game was a huge microcosm. First of all, they, even if they slow down, they're good enough to continue to win. Mm -hmm. uh, even if they have to, you know, throw on some of their, res like, reserve players, give somebody a rest here, they're, they're good enough to win. But here's why it doesn't matter, is this game was the microcosm of it. Because Newcastle started the game by just saying, you're better than us, we're going to sit back. We're not going to try to go after you because you're going to pick us apart. And they sat back, and they sat back, and they sat back until City finally scored a goal. And as soon as City scored a goal, Newcastle said, oh, now we have to chase the game? We'll do that. And all of a sudden, it was a good game. Newcastle played with them. Why? Probably because City are tired and they're slowing down. And had you just gone from it from the get-go, this could have maybe been a different result. But like you said, they had how many shots? And only six of them went on target. Yeah, 22 of them. Because Newcastle were just sitting back, especially to start the game. So, if, so yeah, you're, sitting, you're slowing down, but if the other team has no interest in playing, you're still going to have your 78% possession. You're still going to hoof a lot of shots in there. Had Newcastle actually gone out there and had to go at it from the start, this could have been a different game. Yeah. But they didn't, and... Even though you're slowing down, it doesn't matter because the other team is letting you take the game to them. Yeah, and then we saw in the previous game when they won 4 nothing against Bournemouth at home, you know, sort of the same thing there. Possession, 78.8, five shots on target, four of them went in. So it's just that shooting percentage was, was there for them. Well, they get, I mean, the thing is they get high percentage shots. Yep. Yeah, so they became the first club in Premier League history to score 100 goals in a calendar year, which is, you know, pretty impressive. Yeah, well... They're, I mean, yeah. <laughs> seriously, 61 goals in 20 games. Only 12, that, in, only I, 12 they have, allowed. They have 58 points already. Yeah, very, 58. very impressive. You realize Leicester won the league with 81. They are 23 points away from there. That's seven games, and if it weren't for the FA Cup, like they'd be there at mid-February. Yeah, I mean, they, they could really, even if they hit like a major... This is, gonna be the, this is going to be their undoing. Is in, they're trying to win the Champions League, and their undoing is going to be the fact they wrap up the league in March, and they're going to have the same problems that Bayern Munich used to have and that Juventus used to have, and that's when you don't have anything to play for at the weekend, it's hard to maintain your sharpness i mean yeah i could see that being a factor absolutely but at the same time pep will have the luxury of being able to rest his players but yes he does but again the like you're not gonna you're not throwing out there you're not gonna rotate 11 guys no but you and, can rotate like seven right but when you throw aguero out there on saturday like on saturday when when watford visits city you know, Aguero's, you know, he knows we just have to play our game and we'll win this game 2-3-0. Two, two, like, you you lack that sharpness. Because let's, I mean, let's be honest, Bayern Munich, they, they were able to rest players too. 
but it always used to trip them up. And what part of what I always used to say was the Spanish league has been dominating the Champions League recently because of the fact that the rest of the competition, there are three teams in Spain. There's Real Madrid, there's Atletico Madrid, and there's Barcelona. Uh, there's a reason that Real has won the last two. Uh, Barcelona won the one before that. One, one, Real won three of the last four. Barcelona won the one in between. And how far back are we getting now? Did Barcelona win before that? No, it was uh, Bayern Munich. It was Bayern Munich, and then it was Barcelona again. And there's a reason that Atletico have made the final two of those years. The rest of the competition, there's 20 teams in La Liga. 17 of them are just not even at the same level. So you can rest your players or you can rotate your squad. You can rotate two, three, four of them in there mm -hmm. on the weekend. But at the same time, that title race between Barcelona and Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid in all these years went right down to the wire. So as much as you could rest your players, you couldn't lose games. So whoever was playing had to be sharp which means in the, when you went to the Champions League, you were both fresher and sharper, as opposed to Bayern Munich, who were fresh but not sharp because they were just messing around at the weekend. Because who cares? They already won the league. Well, I mean, that's interesting too, though, because if you look at La Liga right now, the standings, Barcelona sit at the top. They have 45 points. Atletico in second with 36. Then Valencia with 34. Real I mean, this is a different 31. year. Yeah. This is a different year. I would also tell you that this year Barcelona are not going to make the Champions League final. They are they are a very flawed team, and they are not nearly as good as previous Barcelona teams. The the difference was for as good and as dominant as Barcelona were, and as good as Real Madrid were. You know, the years that Real Madrid won the won the Champions League, like Atletico Madrid was winning La Liga. They were pushed till the last day of the season. There were years where Atletico finished with 81 points, Barca with 80, Real Madrid with like 78. And then the next best team at like 50. Well, I mean, then you have the thing for Bayern. I mean, they already have an 11-point lead. Right, so Bayern are the team that had to overcome this. Bayern are the team that they would wrap up the, they would wrap up the Bundesliga title in, you know, April. Yeah. And that's when the semifinals come around and they had nothing to play for. So it was like, hey, we can rest and relax and everything. But you lose that sharpness. And that's something that the English teams used to have when they had their period of dominance was, you know, the, the Premier League title went down to the went down to the wire. So, yes, you Fulham would you play Fulham at home. You'd be able to rotate your squad, but you still had to win that game. Otherwise, you're, you're out of the title race. So do you think Juventus is going to be in a good position then for the Champions League? Juventus are, is in a much better position because Italy is stronger this year. They are in one hell of a race uh, right. right now with Napoli. My, so my whole thing is always the Champions League. It's the you know, England suffers because the league is so deep. Is If you do rotate your players, you're going to lose now. And that's a problem for, you know, not for City anymore. So if City, but, you know, how many players are City going to rotate? It's a problem for United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, who are all trying to get in the top four. If you rotate your players, you're going to lose. Um, if you have no competition, you're going to lack that sharpness. So it was bad for Bayern Munich because they wrapped up the league so early. You want those, those times where it was United and, and Chelsea at the top of the league, and they were battling it out week in, week out. But, you know, uh, Stoke or Fulham or Sheffield United, you know, they didn't pose a threat to these teams. And when they came, when you had a home game against them, 
in March or April, you could rotate your squad and be fine and be confident that you're going to win 3-0. But you had to win. And that helps maintain that match sharpness that carries over into the Champions League because you rested you rested Paul Scholes. You played Darren Fletcher instead of Paul Scholes, but your team is still sharp mm-hmm. and your team is ready to go. Yep. Speaking of Manchester United there, two 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 draws in a row for Mourinho and his men, and it seems like he's just losing it more and more. And I think he's going to have sort of a breakdown here soon with the media and go off on something. It's going to be some... I mean, he has to. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be that that little comment, and then he's going to blow something way out of proportion and be super mad about something that he really shouldn't be mad about. And uh, then we get sulky, sulky Mourinho again. Well, that's what it is. Well, right now, he's already there. He's already there. Because right now, like, we, we drew two games, and at this point... It's not the team. It's the manager. Because both games were... Now, Leicester, there was apparently a situation where Phil Jones... Uh, once Smalling got hurt at the end of the game, and he couldn't play, and we didn't have subs, and they couldn't take him off. So you're kind of just standing around with a guy who's kind of useless. And apparently Phil Jones went to Ander Herrera and said, fill in at right back because Victor Lindelof had moved to the middle to fill in at center back for Smalling, and Ander Herrera refused. And if that's true, then that's an issue. That's what Gary Neville pointed out, and Gary Neville said it. If that's true, that's an issue. That's not necessarily the manager, but this is the manager's fault. Yeah. And foul, you gave up You gave up two goals on set pieces to um, Burnley. To Burnley. You gave up a, a game-tying goal because you couldn't get organized on a set piece to Leicester. But that's not it. Like, how many games have we played recently where we've where United have conceded a goal on a set piece? Way too many. Way, way uh, too you many. You know, like both both Manchester City goals came off of set pieces. Um, Bristol City at a certain so when that happens, you know, okay, Manchester City, you could say, well, we were bad luck. Ashley Young's out of position. Played the guy on sides. Uh, that's not good. Okay, fine. Uh, then on the next one, Romelu Lukaku gets his foot on it, uh, and it's just bad luck. Fine. But either way, when that happens in one game, you need to address that immediately. And it didn't get addressed. And set pieces is 100% the manager. And you're still leaving Marcos Rojo out there, who Boy, was terrible so against awful. Arsenal. So awful. But not only, that, not only was he terrible against Arsenal, he's really bad at defending set pieces. And Romelu Lukaku is really bad at defending set pieces. And you consistently have them defending guys at the back post. Why don't put a defender there? You know, instead of man marking people, put your best defenders in the most dangerous spots. Mm -hmm. And you have Lukaku and Rojo defending the most dangerous spot on a a set piece. Yeah, things are going to go bad. And that's what happened on Burnley's first goal is the ball went right in between Lukaku and Rojo. And the guy just kicked it in. Second goal, foul. Beautiful free kick. Yeah. Nothing you can do about that. No, that's but true. then what happens after the game is Mourinho says, well, Manchester City are spending the amount of money on fullbacks that we're spending on – that, like, everybody else spends on strikers. I need more money to buy better players. Yep. Shut up. This so, is – So Gareth Bale is going to come in and play fullback. Well, I mean, Gareth Bale. 
started his career as a fullback, so hey. that's a bad example. Uh, no, but I'm saying like he can move him back. I'm okay with that. This is Mourinho deflecting. This is Mourinho just saying something to deflect to, so that you focus on that's what he said and you don't focus on the fact that under Mourinho, no one becomes a better player. No one's becoming better. He ha- the Manchester City game was 18 days ago. And since then, all we've done is concede more on set pieces. And the Arsenal game was 26 days ago. And you remember how bad our set piece defending was in that game. That was David De Gea bailing people out. Yep. Yeah. So he's just distracting from that. And he's saying, I need more players. I need better players. First of all, Manchester City at fullback this year have been using Fabian Delph, a bad central midfielder. The difference is they have a manager who figured out a way to, one, make Fabian Delph competent at left back, and two, get the best out of his players. Mourinho right now is distracting you from the fact that he can't get the best out of Romelu Lukaku. He can't get Romelu Lukaku to do anything. He's unsettled Romelu Lukaku by having Zlatan breathe down his neck and just cater to whatever Zlatan wants. He's unsettled in my playing Zlatan, who even you, who love the guy, has to admit he's not 100% healthy. No, he's not. And yet he's putting him in there to breathe down Lukaku's face, which has unsettled the striker you spent $75 million on. Mm-hmm. And he's not getting the best out of his players. And to top it all off, all he keeps saying is, I need better players. Bro, Who's been your best player recently? Jesse Lingard. You didn't buy him. He Homegrown. came from here. Homegrown. Yeah, we'll, know, see, we'll see what happens. The market sometimes opens Sometimes your best players aren't outside. Sometimes your best players are already there. And yeah. you can't identify that talent. And right now, what he's doing, he's distracting you from looking at that. He's saying, hey, City are spending so much money on, on fullbacks. I need money to compete. Yeah, windows open up on Monday, January 1st. I think we'll see a lot of action here under the January transfer window. I don't think we'll see a lot. I don't think so at all. I mean, Griezmann could become an interesting one. I'm not saying United. I'm not saying United. I'm saying like the Premier League as a whole. We're going to see a lot of action. Oh, the bottom bottom clubs are going to desperately try to do something here. No, because you know why? They're all playing better. Don't ruin the the, hege, uh, the hegemony. Oh, just edge money, whatever. Just wait for it. Par, party. I don't think so. Party wants a striker. We'll see. I mean, apparently, Which, like I mean, five, Big Sam could ask for something, but Big Sam's not getting it. He ain't gonna be there soon. Like, like four, four or five clubs want Danny Ings on loan. I mean, it's there's gonna be some action. We gotta get to our scoring predictions though, uh, so I don't forget. Paulie, you're in the lead. One fifty one. I'm second. One thirty nine. Elliot, dead last. One twenty eight. We all had some pretty bad weeks, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. I tied you for the Double worst week ever with one point. Uh, match week 19. Ugh, that was nightmare. Okay, let's do this fast and furious. Chelsea Stoke. 2 nothing Chelsea. Oh, you took my pick. They don't score too many goals. But yeah, but still are bad. Yeah. Uh, and then Newcastle at home to Brighton. I'm going to go one nothing Newcastle. Oh, I'm... You're doing that? Okay, then for that, I'll go 1-1. One, one. Kind of like Brighton here, but mm-hmm. I'll give Newcastle the result. And then Liverpool at home to Leicester. Oof. 3-2 uh, Liverpool. 3-1 Liverpool. Then Bournemouth-Everton. 3-1 Everton. 
2-0 to Everton. Watford at home to Swansea. New manager effect. So a scoreless draw. They get a point. Congrats. I'll go I'll go 1-1. One, one, but not because of the new manager, but just because Watford suck recently. <laughs> uh, and then Huddersfield against Burnley. 1-0 Burnley. Yeah, I can't justify anything else there. Nope, that's true. Manchester United at home to Southampton. Let's go for the hat trick. 2-2. Two, two. I guess I'll I have to I'll go two nil I guess then just because you picked the draw so I can't pick the draw too I I think that they'll drop points in this one because Southampton have actually had a lot of success at Old Trafford recently yeah then Crystal Palace so that was in the Louis Van Gaal area I think we beat them last year Crystal no we didn't we drew like one one Crystal Palace at home to Manchester City two nothing Manchester City three 0 Manchester City and then West Brom at home to Arsenal two to one Arsenal. Oh, that's a good scoreline. I'll go. I'll go two 0 And then we got Spurs at home. No, to... we're not picking that game. That's like the next. Oh, we're week. not. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, after yeah, that's match the week after... twenty three. That's right. That's right. Okay. Twenty. Or we're match week twenty one. That that game takes place after match week twenty two. Okay. It's very weird. Yeah, we'll keep that. Although, if I would say this one now, I would say Hurricane hat trick. Right, two straight hat tricks. Right. Yeah, two yeah. guys. God, won't stop. So, uh, you should see the. Do you see the headline in Kenya? No. The headline in Kenya was Victor Wanyama's teammate breaks Premier League record. <laughs> that is gold. That is really. That is. Hey, hilarious. don't forget where you came from. No, that's true. Yeah, we should also say George Via won uh, the Liberian presidential election. Former AZ Milan striker. Oh so. well, you know they're trying to get Tim Wee. Good for him. Good for him. Okay, and since we got games coming in fast and furious here, we're also doing match week 22. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be even quicker than the last round. Brighton at home to Bournemouth. one nothing Brighton. Oh, no, this is one of those beware of, uh, like, random 3-2-4-3 games. So I'm going 3-2, and I'll give it to Brighton. Okay. Well, in that case, I got to do it in the next game here. Stoke at home to Newcastle. So 3-2 Newcastle. Uh, I want to pick against... You know what? I'm going to go 3-2 to Stoke. Mm, there we go. Uh, then we got Burnley at home to Liverpool. one nothing Burnley. No, nah, Liverpool win this game. Um, 1-0, though. Then we got Leicester at home to Huddersfield. 1-1. I go 1-0 to Leicester. And then we got Everton at home to Manchester United. one nothing Manchester United. 2-0 Manchester United. West Ham at home to West Brom. Ugh. Yeah, tell uh, me about it. Scoreless draw. Um, give me 2-1 to, to, to the Hammers. And then Southampton at home to Crystal Palace. one nothing Crystal Palace. 1-1. One, one. And then Swansea at home to Spurs. 3-1 Spurs. Give me five nil Spurs. They're no. fresh. They don't play. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then Manchester City at home to Watford for nothing. Manchester City. That's gonna be yeah. that high high scoring percentage yeah. game for them. Also, Harry Kane's like he's really good on New Year's. I don't think they play on New Year's, but uh, Harry Kane like is that's kind of his day to show up. It's, it's the first chance to get a hat trick in the new year. <clears throat> And then we get Arsenal, Chelsea to round things off. Ooh. 1-1. One, 2-2. One. Two, two. Mm, I take that back. 2-1 Chelsea. 
Uh, okay. With that, we're going to say goodbye. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norton. Paul is P. Christelle. And Elliot is Keats was better. We'll talk to you again in the new year. So have a safe and fun New Year's Eve. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.